Welcome to Africa on Focus, where we share our success stories. Africa, the continent, the young diaspora, entrepreneurs, influencers, change makers, and so much more. I'm Miss Abba, and this is Africa on Focus, the podcast. On this show on YouTube and Facebook, uh, do give me a shout out. Uh, do say hi and uh, shout out to Jimoni Mubarak, uh, who is tuning in. Uh, do say hi so that we can, you know, interact with you and let us know where you are listening from. Um, this is High Radio, and High Radio is Amsterdam's most dynamic uh, satellite and digital radio station that promotes African culture uh, to Africans in the diasporas. Uh, we are plenty, we are worldwide and, worldwide, and yes, we want to be known. That's why we're here. Uh, tuning in with us on social media, don't forget to share. Press the share button, it's absolutely free. And uh, so that we can get it going. Today, we have some interesting topics that we are going to talk about. Um, we will discuss uh, the Dutch resisting to apologize for slavery, uh, Uganda's entertainment industry, and a $12 million boost from a well known person. Naomi Campbell promoting Kenya using Niger music. Oops, what about that? And a new Marcus Garvey film uh, coming to America and more and more we'll be also closing off with some very helpful tips on how to get yourself through the pandemic some mental health things is really what we're going to talk about without further ado let me just welcome uh, donny here because he is uh he's backstage so that we can uh, get it uh, going hello donny how are you i think i think the 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 sound will be loading in uh in a bit but, <laughs> no i've uh, muted yeah. myself Oh, you muted yeah, your time. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just um, I don't know. Just the kind of Sunday where where I was like, you know, I need, I just need to stay home. <laughs> but it's you know one of those Sundays, so um, and I was like, you know what? Let's just take the show, you know, here, which I enjoy anyway, because I like to yeah. interact uh, uh, with people from this from this place also. So. Yeah. Yeah. How was your week? I mean, a friend, uh, um, week has been good. A friend of mine just let me know that, you know, one of the struggles is going to be that, like after this pandemic or uh, when it's um when it eases down and we have to all go back to our various offices and unis, that that's going to be another process people have to get used to, yeah. uh, to going back five days a week yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. all of that <clears throat> i i wonder if it needs logistics or it needs like it to be done in stages you know i i just wonder how that is going to uh how that's going to be done yeah whether companies are going to be like okay you know two days in a week office or three days in a week slowly back yeah. to the five days a week i don't know i uh i have no idea how they're going to do it i don't even know if um, corporations do prefer um, working from the office or not and I'm actually keen to know what the results are going to be because I know they've, they've been doing some research in, about you know yeah. um, about productivity from home and from yeah. office and if it if it shows that people are more productive working from home yeah and I know that companies, corporations do cut costs because they don't have 
like even don't they don't have a they should don't need to have an office anymore um yeah. that facilitates hundreds hundreds <laughs> of employees so they can save on that so hey maybe it will be the corporations who are going to push for employees to be working from home now and of course it can be international i, I mean they can yeah. work from different continents and and, and all that right but yeah that's going to be interesting Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I have heard some parents say, you know what, um, I don't think I'm going to go back to work. This is actually the ideal place or the ideal situation <laughs> for me now. Uh, so the working from home is is actually doing well for them. You know, um, yeah. I, I me, I don't mind. I don't mind. I actually I used to really love being outside because one thing I purposely didn't do was get my own office, if you get what I mean. Uh, as, yeah, as, as yeah. far as my business, I always made sure that if I would have an office, I would either share an office space with somebody that a, a business partner or mm-hmm. I would uh, work at open spaces because the networking and the interaction with people actually, you know, added value, worth added value. You know, you, yes. you have a conversation with people and they find out that, hey, you can help them with their brand communications and their, their yeah. online yeah. things. And it, it starts with a conversation. So for me, uh, I love that setting. But, yeah. you know, recently just working home and <laughs> having done this, this setting mostly for like a whole year, I'm like, I don't really mind, you know, too much. But um, I, I guess it's easy for me to say because I can, I can easily switch, you know, uh, yeah. between those those different work modes or anything uh, of that Mm -hmm. of that yeah Uh, Uh, we would we would really like to know for for all the listeners how has you know working from home been for you um how has has work even changed Uh, if it didn't change how has it worked has it changed for you in the working space shout out to uh, jimoni mubarak hussein i'm listening listening from italy uh shout out to you Mm -hmm. listening from italy how is it there how is uh things with covid because from here, we think like Italy is a danger zone. I don't know if you have that too. You know, I mean, it was it was once uh, the place you shouldn't right? go. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I'm wondering. Hey, how's this? What's the situation over there? Are they also are they having a curfew, lockdown, or I'm you know? And what's the vaccine? What's the pro- vaccine process going there? Yeah, yeah. I I would really like to know. So, Jimoni. If you can give us some details on that, do let us know so that we can uh, also interact and find out how life is going in Italy. Uh, Welcome again to Africa Unfocused. Here is where we share our success stories. We we are sure to, you know, interact with global Africans and we talk about really what's going on in our world uh, to ensure that our community is empowered. Um, Africans all around the world are empowered to uh, the right, into the right place and into its right uh, extent. Uh, just to let you know, um, African Focus is also made possible by Austin, which is a branding strategy communications um, and business development company, helping you elevate your brand, specifically in the African and diaspora markets. They are the go-to and they ensure that everything visual, uh, most of it visual, happening with Africa on Focus uh, to its podcasting platforms, all of the content strategy, they ensure that everything is in place. 
So if you want some more information about that, uh, go to www.bybyaustin.com. And also, if you are looking for, uh, you know, a good web hosting place, Black-owned, good service on hand, uh, then you should definitely go and visit beartist.eu, your complete website and graphic design solution, whether you're promoting your business or showcasing your work or opening your store or starting a blog, they do everything. They set it all up, including the web hosting. It's a very good price. Um, I don't know the price on top of mine, but it's not where you get, you know, all kinds of extra things like uh, uh, what's it called? The go, go daddy. If you subscribe to one extra email, you, you, you get another charge of five pounds or <laughs> whatever. Uh, it, is, uh, it is not like that. Uh, so this is a B artist uh, that will help you on your way with your uh, web um, and your website, web hosting, and all of that in between. So make sure that you check them out on www.beartist.eu. In a bit, we are going to talk about our news flash. Uh, of course, one thing that we always touch on and that we always find interesting to talk about is what's going on in the world of Africans. Uh, so much has been going on. And um, by the way, Donnie, I'm really interested to know if you have watched uh, Coming to America, uh, what you think of it, the uh, Coming to America <laughs> 2, and um, also a bit of the conversation that has been going around, you know, uh, whether Africa is stereotypically showcased in uh, that uh, particular mm -hmm. yeah, way, let me just say that. But first, let's get into music. Let's just start uh, getting into some good vibes. Everybody, welcome back to Africa on Focus. I'm your host, Miss Abba, and uh, we are here. Let me just, you know, fix my hair properly. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's on the 14th of March, and uh, you're back uh, to Africa on Focus, coming to you live here on High Radio. Mm -hmm. And myself, alongside Donnie, uh, we make sure that we bring uh, everything to you, all topics. Um, that relate to everything Africa. And uh, we are back here again. It's like uh, just a few minutes uh, after quarter past seven CET, which is Amsterdam time. And uh, we are really, really delighted to talk to you about a few interesting things that have been going on in our world. Wherever you are, do give us a shout out if you are listening uh, to us from the Facebook and the YouTube platform. Uh, do interact with us and share with us um, uh, where you're listening from, give us a high five, give us a love or anything so that we could give a shout out back on to you. A lot has been going on uh, during this week. Yeah. Donnie, I remember one, um, uh, one meme was like, <laughs> was a calendar of like every month in pictures. And I think mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> January, February and March were already pictured with like the highlights of the craziness so far. And uh, a quote was was inserted and said, you know, I'm I'm ready for the rest of the crazy that 2021 is going to bring us. And uh, yeah. with that said, <laughs> I think people are now after 2020, people are like prepared for okay, you know, let's go. Yeah, yeah. You probably feel like it can't get any worse than uh, it had already been. So right, right. I know, yeah. right. It's been absolutely crazy. Did Did you watch the Coming to America movie, by the way? No. Why not? I mean, I've like I've watched everything else around it. So I've watched the interview with the, the uh, I've watched the and the trailers. I've watched comments, like reviews, without the 
spoilers in it. Um, yeah. I, but I don't mind spoilers anyway. Um, so, and I've watched that interview with Arsenio Hall. Arsenio Hall, uh, yeah, which yeah, was yeah, yeah. yeah, and I, I think I've watched the interview uh, with Eddie Murphy as well. So, like, I've I've heard a lot about it, and of course, from you know friends who have watched it. But personally, I haven't watched it yet. Some right. um, one of my friends even gave me because it's on Amazon Prime, right? Yeah. Yeah, so one of my friends gave me his uh, his, uh, his logins if yeah. I wanted to watch it. Though, I, yeah, I said, no, I don't want to watch it now. I'll just wait <laughs> a little bit and then watch it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, listen, I'm in time. I'm in time, Kakra. Wow. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you? Did you watch it? Yes, I have. Uh, actually, me and my, my friends, you know, my lady squad, we actually reserved like a, a day for it. We were like, you know, we're going to oh, really sit down and, and watch it. Uh, we eventually didn't end up because we were just, we ended up talking about other things, you know. Oh. Um, so so my friend gave me her login. And by the way, Gary, it's mm-hmm. not on next Netflix. It's on Amazon Prime, which is also like the streaming avenue of Amazon, you know, in terms of movies and stuff. So yes. uh, she gave me the login and I... I actually watch it the same night because Coming to America is just my favorite movie and I I really wanted to watch it, you know, and uh, which I did, I did, but I haven't watched it twice. You know what I mean? Like I, I watched it. You watched uh, it twice? I didn't. I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Okay. No. And most of the time. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> at, at this hmm. point, it's not, it's not as good. You know what I mean? Um, because I was I was watching it during work because obviously when you do work you can just sit comfortable you make graphics you yeah. make people's you know branding and then you can just watch mm-hmm. some things but mm-hmm. um, I I watched it thoroughly I think the visuals was amazing the outfits and stuff I also really love to see some of of uh, actors or actresses from the continent that I really love like one of the leading eventual leading characters, Nomzamo Mbata, who's from South Africa. And this is like mm-hmm. her first, I think it's her first movie, like in, in, in terms of, you know, Hollywood, you know, in, in South Africa mm-hmm. and she's doing really good. So I kind of mm-hmm. love, you know, seeing her journey kind of, you know, just mm-hmm. going bigger and bigger. Cause for her, it's just, you know, the ultimate, but um, in terms of storyline, it wasn't as strong you know yeah, and uh, also yeah and also in the movies like too many people too many well-known people came in it was like i'm sure they had a party <laughs> on set you know what i mean <laughs> nice. at some point salt and pepper was in on vogue you know what i mean like everybody was in it and wow. it was yeah it was it was quite a lot if you get what i mean it was um uh, i wouldn't say it's bad you know some some yeah, things yeah. Some debates have been going around like, yeah, it didn't depict Africa as it was, you know, because the uh, one of the leading characters had to like face a lion. That's not what we do. And then people were like, listen, mm-hmm. just take a break. Zamunda is a fictional, you know, yeah. location. Just anyway. be easy. Right. You get what I mean? So uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. In terms of um, of, of Africanness, I, I thought with part one, at some point, I discovered at the age of 10, that Zamunda wasn't a real place. You know what I mean? I thought it was somewhere nearby Cameroon. Seriously, like the way Zamunda, like Zamunda sounds, 
yeah. some some country around DRC. Come on, you know? it could have been real. I mean, right. if we have Zambia and Gambia, why not Zamunda? Zamunda, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And even yeah, so. from the outfits, like the the what the um, the father was wearing in part one, uh, with with the yeah. lion and things. Actually, that's I think it's um, either Togolese wear it. You know, it's it's actual yeah. African wear. So I wasn't mad. I wasn't I wasn't yeah. mad at it, but it was interesting. It was it was really okay. So if you would give it, rate it, like give it a number, a score. Yeah, I think I would give it. <laughs> I think I would give it. <laughs> I think I would give it a seven. You know, seven. and and okay. yeah, and that is mostly because I don't I don't like to like, um, you know, beat down such a movie that has such investment and visuals look Are nice and. Is it a seven out of mercy or out of, um, for, it's like you get an A for effort. Is it, is it a seven yeah, for the yeah, effort yeah, yeah, yeah. or? That, yeah, hmm. yeah. I think, yeah. But in terms of storyline, they could have done better. So if, if you hear that yeah. before you watch it, then, then yeah, yeah, I would, I would say, I would, I would agree with that, that in terms of, of storyline and, but they did well. Yeah. They, they actually included real African people, you know. Um, okay. Um, okay. Let's just say people from people directly from the soil. Let me just say it that way because yeah. being black means to me being black, you're African anyway. So I said that yeah. wrong. Um, but they did well, you know, adding Rotimi, Nomzamo, and some of some of the actors that really come directly from the soil to be involved is mm -hmm. is cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 Well, that's yeah. That is that is that is very very much interesting. Um, how about this this uh, angle? That, of course, because it took them more for twenty years to actually you know do the uh, do the second uh, part because yeah. they felt like they shouldn't touch it even. Um, yeah. I mean, thirty years even. So, the first one was a classic. Fine. But the first one is for that generation, a classic. Yeah. But this one is, I haven't seen it, but I, I know that it happened with Barbershop. The first Barbershop was, woo. And then Barbershop Part 2 came in, and then you saw Nicki Minaj, and you this and that. Oh, I did Oh, it was that part three? But yeah, no, it was Barbershop too. Then you saw Nicki Minaj. You saw like, like a lot of ce celebrities in that movie. Everyone, right, and then, right. And then people like being down on that movie and this and that. I'm like, yeah, but back in those days, like that part one with Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, um, all of like back then they were the celebrities of that time. That was our generation, <laughs> our people. We wanted to see them in that movie. So now you have another generation who have all these other celebrities who are also in the movie. They wanted to see them in that movie. So I feel like if we would have been 20 years younger or 30 years younger and would have seen um, this new movie, then it would prove like the first one. So we would appreciate it as much. and. 
I don't know. I I can't I can't say because you know I'm not a today's um, um, uh, generation. Right. But I am interested to see what kids of 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 think of it. Do they also watch that movie and go, is Samunda real? Um, isn't that real? Is it yeah. like the same sentiments we had as little kids watching that movie? I wonder if they feel the same watching this movie. That's what I want to know. Because if that's the case, then they definitely succeeded, right? Yeah. Because yeah. um, the older generation, we are saying, yeah, no, it's so much, yeah, no, the first one is so much better than this one. But yeah, if you have a gen another generation who hasn't seen the first one, and this yeah. for them is like out of the world, then I, I then I genuinely think that they, you know, they they done a, a great job. Good job. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 We'll, yeah. We'll I think it had less of epic moments. You know, the, the previous one has 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 um, scenes that you could just you could just wake up anybody at night and be like, okay, imitate a scene from coming to America. Yeah. I do. My name is Peaches, and I'm the best. You know what I mean? Or they will do something. And this one had less of yeah, that. It so was um, less humorous moments that really had you laughing, like whoa, to me, you know. And I also yeah. hear that from. Uh, from like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, I uh, but, we'll we'll see. Yeah, I guess, uh, I, I guess we'll see. Yeah, the first, the, the first one was stupidly funny, like, but yeah. you know, comedy back then was you know it's a different climate. So it was a different, uh, they're careful, you know what I mean. This time, but back in the day know, was right. <laughs> <laughs> Like it even was, you have to be careful with the doing the African accent, otherwise you might and that yeah. you might be uh, insulting or um, yeah. all of that. So you and you don't want that kind of um, uh, how do you say it, press about your movie. So about your movie, yeah. Hey, yeah. Diff different times, different times, man. In different times, absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, uh, in the meantime, shout out to Kendi Sylvia who's saying, "Hey, hey, back at you." Uh, thank you for tuning hey, in on uh, Africa Unfocused to come and have a talk uh, with us uh, wherever you are in the world uh, and you are tuning in uh, with us on our social media channels. Um, make sure that you do say hi. Let us know where you're listening from so that we can interact with you. Um, man, newsflash. Time for the newsflash. <laughs> what's been, what's well, that was part on? of the newsflash. I <laughs> know um, another big thing that happened wow. this whole week was and I I'm sure you have you did you have the interview uh Prince Harry and oh, Meghan Markle you know what? on Oprah? I you know what I didn't I've saved it for watch later, you know, but I did mm -hmm. catch some of the highlights and um and and yeah I did you know about people be concerned about the baby being too black and whatever and all of that did you see the memes uh yes i did i did especially the one with michael blackson <laughs> with what the world <clears throat> sees versus what the royal family sees <laughs> i haven't seen that one. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah that one is funny absolutely absolutely did you watch it no okay <laughs> but i'm sure you heard about it yeah 
um, okay. and I read about it too, uh, to the extent that uh, this this um, TV, how do you say, yeah, journalist, TV presenter, um, Piers Morgan. Yeah. Who used to run this morning show, Good Morning uh, yeah. Britain. And like he's fully British, but he's worked at CN on CNN before um, in the States. And also, due to an argument, he left and then yeah. came back to Britain and then left instead of his own show. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And so, after the interview, he wasn't so pleased with how the interview was conducted and how um, our Meghan Markle was talking about the royal family. Yeah. So he had some one and twos to say, and and he was he, he got checked by uh, by his co-host or one of one of the guests on the on the show, and he stormed out. He left. The show, Good Morning Britain, he left the show. Um, but luckily for him, Britain was in support of what he said. And yeah, so, so they they signed a petition. I mean, 200,000 people signed a petition to get him back on the show and he respectfully declined. So that shows like the impact of the interview in itself um, has on, you know, on, on media. Because one of the major, on the Great Britain, because one of the main uh, issue, or, yeah, from this whole interview, or what was said uh, by Meghan and Harry, is the role of media in the whole situation, in the entire situation, her being with the family, in their marriage, and their parents and their everything was like the media was stood was at the core of it right so again the interview happened and then the media also gets shifted like you see how certain things change how certain news channels also respond to it but there's a lot a lot going on i reckon people should watch that interview um but also know that there are always two sides to press coverage, right? Right. We've always received the side of from the media themselves and the press. But from Meghan and Harry, during the interview with Oprah was their their chance or their way of also expressing or right. telling their side of everything that had happened before the marriage and all of that because They've been quiet for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, I remember uh, Miss Megan was saying that they were supposed to do the Oprah had asked to do the interview, and this was before their marriage, but they couldn't because she wouldn't have uh, been able to do it alone. Um, you have to do this whole there's this whole royal family policy that you have to go through sure, before yeah. you can even speak a word towards the press so um she couldn't that time and i think it was last year or the year before they stepped down from i think um there's this ranks in royalty and they stepped down 
and yeah. where it gave them freedom, much more freedom to do what they wanted to do. And yeah. that allowed them to be doing this interview with, uh, with Oprah without the approval of the royal house, mm-hmm. the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. But yeah, it's an, it's an interview one, I mean, interesting one. Um, yeah. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to watch it this month. I'll probably, I always watch things after the hype is over. After the hype, yeah, yeah. <laughs> After the hype, that's when I go back and watch, uh, yeah. watch many things, um, mm-hmm. because during the hype you just get to you know, have all of the comments, all of people, their perspective and stuff. You can't really focus yeah. on. But being said, and always, I remember that always after the hype, this where the full story actually comes out. So before right. the before the hype or during the hype, it's always one side and then. There's nothing to it. It's just people chiming in. And then after that, more things um, come out. So yeah, um, yeah, I'll um, see. Yeah, a lot, a lot has been uh, has been going on. One, one might ask, you know, what does it has to do with us? <laughs> um, so one, yeah. one thing, one thing that I would, I would say about you know being a royal family, I think, um, like globally, the British royal family, they've been quite on a what's it called like they're 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 celebrities you know in in some shape or form and uh Mm -hmm. i mean uh growing up you know obviously on the television you know following the story of princess diana and uh many of our african moms are our fan of her you know they love princess diana and you know obviously the the british have this way of you know just being push and you know i i don't know i remember princess diana just having a particular sophistication that you know mm-hmm. uh, a lot of Ghanaian aunties and mothers would just love uh, to look at and things like that yeah. so mm-hmm. I, I i think you know her having this uh her having quite of an image which is more free more relatable you know um um makes her story to be connected to obviously you know uh what because what are they now they're duchess let me let me just say it right they're the duke and duchess of sussex yeah that's really what they are so it's not like prince and princess there is a whole the 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 hierarchy of it you know it has a story it has its reason you can't just call this one a prince and such and such um i have to get into it so that i can you know refer to it in the right way but um, mm-hmm. there are a lot of connections, you know, between the story, the Princess Diana obviously being, you know, Harry's mother, <laughs> that is one. And, you know, ch- choosing to go for a life that is more um, free or more yes. um, as, as, as in terms of a normal life, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is really now what is being highlighted. And of course, uh, the press loves this from, from each angle mm-hmm. and things and everything. So from my observation, I, I felt that from the time that we've heard that, you know, they are, um, I don't know if they were disowning um, their, um, their, their positions, you know, I don't know if that's the right word for it. But from the time I heard that I was like, oh, you know, she's really having an influence on him. And he even said, I think in the interview, like if it wasn't for Megan, I don't think I would have stepped out. I would have been Mm. able to out like this you know what I mean so I was like oh she's going to be seen regarded as the the bad woman you know that has influenced him to you know go through his life and things like that 
So the press is, I, I could already see like, this is going to be like, the press is just going to wage war on this woman. You know, I don't know if she's going to be able to handle it. I even said in my head, like, girl, if you're not careful, they're going to kill you. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, there was some time, there was a point in the interview that Harry did say that, that, hey, they were afraid that things may go like it went with uh, with with his mother. Um, they yeah. were very, yeah, yeah, but please continue. Exactly, because supposedly the um, she had an accident, but it was the press, you know, who was uh, causing that accident. And who knows what whatever is it, uh, is behind that. You get what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of feel... Um, like kind of feel like she's endangered uh, in, in some way. And um, of course the press picks it up and just imagine like the Royal family, even, I think they even have a whole, they have magazines devoted to their life stories. They have um, um, television shows devoted to their life stories, you know, and even on a global level, the great Britain, you know what I mean? Uh, receiving so much press and everything. So I feel that, yeah, this 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 sooner or later would have would have come. I really expected this yeah. to come. I really did. <laughs> and the fact that it's Oprah, come on, <laughs> it's no surprise. You get what I mean? And even even yeah. the bit where, even the bit of what I saw when she said, you know, oh, they were uh, what's it called? Um, afraid of what Kali might be. I was like, listen, these are sophisticated races. Come on, these are the empire builders of colonialism. <laughs> <laughs> of the colonialism that you know we know you know we Africans know and I, I wasn't surprised I was like come on <laughs> they, hey. you know there's a reason why they don't hey. marry non-white you know it's not a coincidence you know if they were really as liberal as free we would see an Indian or Indonesian or something popping up every now and then maybe one generation in time you know, <laughs> so every, every now and then. Well, here's the first. <laughs> here's, here's the first generation. Here's the um, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's it's interesting. What is the moral of the story? Just just a quick update on the vaccine uh, here in the Netherlands. So, I think end of May, um, end of January, they started the rollout of the vaccines. Um, three three manufacturers or three uh, laboratories vaccine the the BioNTech, AstraZeneca, and the Pfizer. The Pfizer being the most popular one. Oh, and no, Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna. Those were the ninety five percent effective vaccine that that they rolled right. out. Right. But now more and more vaccines are going through their phases of testing and also have been have been accepted by by health health authorities so you have more in the flow now there's a there's one from china there's also the astrazeneca which is there i think right. there's one from russia also have one they're selling so there are still there are more and more vaccines in the loop which is good yeah, because I mean more people can be vaccinated. There, there's high demand still, and the supply is slowly coming up. But then there was a case. Something happened in the, in Sweden. 
I'm not okay. mistaken. Mm -hmm. What happened in Sweden was was this, and I will get it for you. Oh, in Danish, in Denmark, it was. Denmark. So in Denmark, two weeks ago, after and they've been using this this vaccine called the AstraZeneca vaccine. That's the right. same vaccine Ghana received last week, Wednesday, the first batch, six hundred thousand of them. That's that same vaccine. This same vaccine is being used is being used in the UK as well, and also in the Netherlands um, on health uh, the health um, sector. So it's it's a popular vaccine. Uh, it's slightly cheaper. The percentage the effective percentage is also lower. However, it's still effective. Um, so that's the AstraZeneca vaccine in Denmark last last week thursday um they stopped using the vaccine um two weeks ago they stopped using the vaccine because after investigation they had discovered blood clots and in, in different people who have used the vaccine or who the vaccine got injected into them and also wow. one person one person died so crazy. they started, yeah. So they started an investigation to see if there is any link between the vaccine and this this phenomenon. So the blood clots and also the death of this one one person. This uh, the the authority that was doing that was doing the investigation was the EU Medicines Agency, and. The Netherlands here, they were thinking of actually stopping, um, yes, to stop using the vaccine until, until further notice or actually pulling all the stocks back and, and everything. However, they managed to do the investigation very quickly and they couldn't find a link between the vaccine and the blood clots found and also the death so they couldn't. they couldn't so there is no link between the batch of astrazeneca vaccines from austria um, in, with, with the cases in in denmark and um and also the victim so there's no link there which means that the vaccine is safe to use so it was like this moment of, you know, people were in shock, like, hey, is this vaccine very bad? Is, is it evil? Is it this and that? But, you know, there is no evidence of that. So it remains still good, safe, and effective. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was kind of like a very bumpy, bumpy uh, road for, for that vaccine because the last thing you want to hear is that people have been getting like blood clots or one person has died because of the vaccine. Yeah. But so this is the, in the Oxford kind, AstraZeneca slash Oxford type. This is what I'm discovering. Like um, the doses, or at least the doses that have been sent to Ghana is the mm -hmm. AstraZeneca slash Oxford. I don't know if that's different from the AstraZeneca, just that. I, I am. No, I, so 
I think AstraZeneca is the lab right. that it's from. But then you have, it's like, I think it's like you have a manufacturer and then you have different sellers. Because okay. Ghana received theirs, not directly from the laboratory, but through an, a different agency that um, ensured that, or that has a goal that developing countries are not left behind yeah. so that the developing countries also receive vaccines. So that is, so the vaccine then is attached to their corporation. Right. Right. And presented as a vaccine. However, yeah. it's not that institution that is making the vaccine. The vaccine mm -hmm. is still come from the, um, from AstraZeneca, from that bio, um, bio lab, lab. And then you can I have see. other yeah, institutions. So I think Oxford is also, is, is that institution in the, I don't know, in the, in the UK or even right. in, in Ghana that ensures that AstraZeneca gives them vaccine so they can also distribute it to their customers. Um, same th same thing with Pfizer and stuff. Um, yeah. I see. With that said, are you getting the vaccine, Donnie? <laughs> <laughs> so that's slow by show. I'm still, I'm still, I was still. Yeah. Um, wait the longest as I um yeah the longer the longer the better because again these things like this these. is not the last well yeah will pop up right and it will force them to do more research. Like, yeah. hey, is this is this a possible um, 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 occurrence or consequence of uh, of our vaccines or not? Like, all of that is still necessary, and because yeah. through that they will do um, the vaccine will get better, yeah. right? Uh, exactly. So, so then you know, a higher quality vaccine are for the last for the yeah. last ones. However, you still have to be around get those vaccines so but yeah, yeah i'm gonna be around i'll be i'll make sure to <laughs> make sure to stay alive but eventually i will get it like eventually yeah i think i'll get it otherwise yeah. because the how things are looking you might not even be able to travel even to barcelona without this whole pcr test and stuff and if a pcr test in and out is going to cost you 300 or 400 300, euros yeah you're gonna want to avoid I'm, it yeah, just just take the vaccine and then you're free. And not only that, you're probably going to have it if you want to go to concerts or there's this whole vaccine passport that they're working on. Um, right. Yeah, but... Right. Well, I did... <clears throat> what was it? I did stumble upon a particular interview of um, on Instagram Live. For some mm -hmm. reason, um, this uh, rapper and... Um, presenter, vlogger, uh, Defano Holbein managed to get the Minister of Health on his Instagram yeah. live, you know, and uh, I caught a bit of their conversation. And he did say that if we look at how, uh, if we look at the legislation of to date, you can't make it mandatory for people to have to take, have to take the vaccine before they can do anything. Um, I haven't really looked into that, but uh, because it still remains people's fear, you know, as in terms of, oh, you're now going to like twist the arm with it. Uh, but he right. said to make it mandatory is not as of yet, uh, or at least yeah. that's what they're saying. So I'm keeping an yeah, eye on how that, how that will develop. We, 
you know. We reported on that. Um, I remember uh, one one in uh, I think week three on Newsflash, Rita, uh, because last year I liked Rita because he said that they're not going. He would do any every everything to uh, to ensure that it be it doesn't become um, a mandate. So it's yeah. not they will not um, have to force people to do it by law. But then this year or in January, reported that he will leave it up to institutions and corporations to decide for themselves okay. how they want to do it. So he would, it's not, oh, actually, last year he said he's going to protect the people from corporations for doing such things. And then this year, he, you know, he backed off from, from that and right. it's like, you know, from, from the government. It's not yeah. going to be mandatory. However, if, for example, you're working for the ING bank and ING says all our employees need the vaccine, then yeah. voila, all the employees right. are going to get the vaccine. That's yeah. what's going to happen. If KLM decides all our passengers um, are going to, um, you need a vaccine in order to travel, it's yeah. not the government saying it, it's KLM saying it. And that, and if you don't want to fly with KLM, you're gonna probably fly with uh, with yeah. Turkish Airlines, but if Turkish Airlines the say is saying the same things, then your job your your options become small and small and small and small. Yeah, and that is what the future is gonna look like. You have already you have high schools or primary schools saying that they don't want their kids or they want um they on, they only want kids who are being vaccinated to uh, to be around other kids yeah. who have been vaccinated. So yeah. the threat becomes that if your kid is not vaccinated, he might not even be able to find a school. Again, oh. the Dutch government is going to say, it's not us saying that. Uh, right. It's the school who has yeah. made that decision. So the Dutch government is not going to protect um, the regular or the average citizen anymore. They're just going yeah. to um, um, leave it out out there yeah yeah Ooh, well, i think that's what's going to happen mm -hmm. let's wait and see how things are going to go on <laughs> to everybody who is uh, yes. listening wherever you are in the world would you take the vaccine uh, i would really like to know from you um you know and and how is it at which stage is it wherever you are located i know that in some countries they're already far out like in israel they have I think everybody is vaccinated. Um, yeah. AUE is already quite far uh, ahead, you know, with their vaccination and, and things like that. Uh, people are given their experiences, you know, some of the side effects. I think you can now find it. So we've really gotten to the place where a lot of people feared and where even people that maybe initially said, I'm not going to take it, you know, are taking it and they say, well, you know what? I have asthma anyway, so let me just do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because <laughs> because life is short anyway. You get what I mean. So um, mm -hmm. I I really would like to know how uh, how people are thinking uh, and and what are people's expectations towards uh, the vaccine. Let's go for a bit of music, uh, and then we are going to uh, get back to talk some more of the highlights taking place on the continent. Because uh, we heard yes, that sir. Uganda is getting a twelve million. 
uh, dollar boost uh, in its entertainment industry. And um, let's just say a lot has been going on and um, we would really love to hear um, what you think about it. We'll be right back and let's listen to Such an empowering song. That was uh, the Curl Songs with, uh, uh, what's it called? Was it called Lightning Light Up? <laughs> mm-hmm. And before that, you uh, listened to Kwabna Awute, also an Amsterdam-based Guinean artist uh, with his uh, record called Fine Woman. And before that was a record from my latest EP, uh, Rooted. And the record is called Tomorrow, to lift up your spirit in uh, this wonderful time. Uh, welcome back to Africa on Focus with uh, Miss Abba and Johnny. Uh, lockdown mode. Okay, well, we'll do this lockdown mode. Um, actually, uh, we started lockdown mode last year when the pandemic hit. And we thought, you know, we're not in the studio. We have a way of doing the show. But it actually brought us to literally interact with global Africans. So, like, it doesn't matter where a person is based in the world. We get to, like, talk with them face to face so for for mm-hmm. for this show it has been an absolute blessing this kind of a lockdown i do miss the buttons at the radio station you know being able to mix and all of that but um uh, really the conversation have been going strong here uh, absolutely yeah. if if you ask me i don't, I don't know what you think donnie no oh, real same thing same thing i i miss the buttons too even though I'm not the one pressing the button, <laughs> sometimes I just wish like you could <laughs> just press some buttons. Right. Is, isn't, there, right. isn't there a way to have like a virtual, I don't know, something virtual um, yeah. touchpad or virtual something that I don't can, know. Like, I don't know. I really have to figure it out. But yeah. I do know that uh, now in the studio, we've made it possible to, you know, uh, have phone conversations like this. So um, mm-hmm. uh, that that has been taken care of. So I know that w- once we go back, we can just be at the studio and have you know the good conversations with our special guests. So that's super super yeah. cool. Uh, this is Africa in Focus, where we share our success stories, matters rising uh, on the continent and around it. Uh, do you have to pick that up, or is that is that like a thing that you could just? <laughs> This is like this is like the second it's like the second time it happened. I hope it's not like a full or something. No, it's my phone. It's just I it's I'm charging it, but the 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 cord or the wire is close to my to my foot. So I just lift my foot and feet a foot and then it just it falls down. Oh no. oh no! Oh no! See, these are the things you don't get to experience if you're working from office or from uh, from the True. studio. True. It's just True. home. You will always have these things. It's, oh, it's yeah. a whole new thing. I get it, man. But you can always pick it up. Feel free. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um. Well, uh, one of the things that we've also uh, done uh, is a giveaway. We have a giveaway this week. Actually, the giveaway is up until tomorrow, but we're going to take it for another week. You have the opportunity to win yourself a children's book. And um, not too long ago, it was actually before the year ended, where we had a, a two special guests on the show who are, um, well, they've created, you know, a children's book, but then um, based on African tales, uh, the makers of Ubuntopia, and they have gifted us Myself and Donnie with our very own copy of the book, but also for, you know, anybody that is going to win the following. And I'll just show it. 
Uh, we have a giveaway, a giveaway, a nice giveaway to do. You get to win yourself a book of Ubuntopia. Ubuntopia. Right. Do I, am I showcasing it well? And uh, this is either you get it in a Dutch or an English trans translation. Uh, Ubuntopia is uh, just like I said, African tales, and they have got very interesting stories such as like Anansi the Spider, the Golden Stool of the Ashanti, the Unicorn of the Blue Nile, and they have really created that into a, a super, super, super awesome uh, stories for your children uh, to read. And it's a fun uh, way to also discover about the uh, African history, uh, pre-colonial Afri African history. And that is really what a lot of, um, you know, a lot of us miss. We've talked to that, uh, we've talked about that with several writers and creators and all of that. Well, uh, how it works, uh, if you're on Instagram, you have an opportunity to win it. And um, uh, it, it's really simple. What you can do is, um, it's giveaway time. Uh, how to win, you repost this particular picture. Uh, for those of you who are not on, who are not seeing it, but listening to our show on uh, the web form, you can uh, reshare our photo that we have on Instagram, um, the giveaway photo. And uh, you should repost the picture and uh, in the description box, share with us your favorite African tale. And then you tag at Africa on Focus. And when you do that, by next week, we will announce uh, the winner. So again, uh, repost this particular picture. It is on our Instagram feed, and it's a picture. It's the giveaway one where you can, where it says, Win Bala and the Secret of the Source in Dutch or English. So repost the picture on your feed or your stories and tag us. Don't forget to tag us because or else we won't see it. Uh, tag at Africa on Focus. In the description, do share with us your favorite African tale, and we will announce uh, the winner. Um, and of course, we will post it to you if you are based in the Netherlands, uh, so that you can also, you know, have some of this uh, free book and have to share something with your children about African uh, history. So do, um, we've prolonged it up until uh, next week, which is on top of my head, the 22nd of March. So do interact with us on that so that you can get to win something. It is uh, super cool to have that book. It is huge and heavy and uh, you get to um, put that in your closet or whatever uh, that you are. So uh, make sure that you uh, don't miss uh, that one. Anyway, back to Africa on Focus. Shout out to everyone listening. Mensa Gary, uh, again, shout out to you. Candy Sylvia, shout out to you for tuning in. If you just stumbled upon this show on your Facebook, do feel free to share, to repost. If you found us on YouTube on the Africa on Focus channel, don't forget to press like or subscribe to this channel so that you can stay informed and updated on our show and anything that is happening. Uh, next on the news flash, man, one thing that you shared is what uh, something with Uganda and Akon's wife. What is happening about that? Could you share something about mm. that? What what what's going on? <laughs> yeah, so uh, of course, I think if you're African by now, you should know Akon. And if you know Akon, not from only from his music, but you also know that Akon is a big time business man um, now, an entrepreneur, and yeah. so much more that. His whole family or his wife, they are the the power they are power couple. 
let me put it mm. in that way. So, right. um, they are originally, Akon is originally from Senegal. And yeah. I think the wife is um, also is from East of, East of Africa. But she, she looks, she looks uh, Ethiopian-ish. But yeah, yeah she, she's like definitely that. African. Right. Um, but this is one of his but wives. Then, he has wives. Wives. Yes, he, he has wives. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. So, well, he does. Yeah, yeah. I kid you not. Oh, snap. Well done. <laughs> he's a Muslim, you know. He's a he's the he's the kind of Muslim that is like, okay, if he can afford to have more wives, then you just go for it, and he can afford it, obviously. Which he which he can definitely. Um. So <laughs> with his <laughs> with his wife or his wife, basically, they've been looking for ways to like cross or to invest in other African countries and other businesses and other uh, right. industries within the African continent. Then yeah. based in the West, they're always looking for opportunities either South, West, North and East Africa um, yeah. to connect or to invest in. And so the wife uh, has a company called a company called Zanar Entertainment. And from there, with the Zanar Entertainment, they've decided to invest in Uganda's entertainment industry, um, a platform called Scoop. Um, they're about to invest, she's going to invest $12 million, which right. is $444 billion Ugandan currency. So right. I reckon that's a lot, a lot, a lot of money. And they're pretty much doing this um, to, to bridge the, the gap between East and Africa um, in right. terms of business and trade, as well as they see a future in the, in the Ugandan industry, uh, media industry. And yeah. if they get in early now, why not now and then, you know, and, and, and then grow with it? Because I know they know that what the only thing they like in is finances probably, and yeah. if you have Africans with money who can finance their own growth, then why not? So from my perspective, this is a, a huge chance. This is big for Uganda. Um, I know they're going to make good use of it, and right. yeah, I'm I'm keen to see where this where this goes because I was just imagining. With this amount of money just pumped into the industry, right? Yeah. How many good quality movies will come um, out of it? And if, for instance, imagine just Hollywood making movie movies like, um, like I don't know, just uh, even from let's say Black America, from Think Like a Man to now we have this fully black movie. Um, coming to Africa, part two. That's coming to America. Just black <laughs> coming to America, to Africa. Yeah. Where we can do coming to Africa <laughs> um, with that kind of money. But yeah. like you, you know, you 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 can have if you can imagine doing big names movies within your industry within your country. Imagine if Africa or if Ghana, if Uganda would have like a Marvel series 
We'll have right. uh, uh, a coming to Africa, coming to our Uganda series. We'll have yeah. this whole for, for for themselves. That will be big. That will be yeah. huge. That will be amazing. It's something you can like, or you can also share with the world because not only are we watching American movies from Africa and right. look at Bollywood, for instance, look at India, the, the, the amount of movies that come out of there and get shown in the Ghanaian cinemas. But yeah. I know it's not the other way around. Our movie is not, not going there. And, yeah. and I think it was last year that Netflix signed a deal with either South Africa or Zambia. They had an, a series um, and that one got premiered and also showed on Netflix or Nigeria. So Netflix is also working with certain countries and certain industries to have right. series and, 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 and shows on there. But with, with this, with, with, the, with what Acorn's Wife is or what their business is doing, it's also giving back or, or supporting their locals with their own money and actually creating their own empire. So instead of having a Netflix come through, to support, they are doing it for themselves. So, which is also very big. I'm, right. I'm, I'm very excited. As soon as they opened an African, I don't know, Netflix or an African something like that, I'm subscribing right. and I'll pay for that. I don't have a Netflix yeah. account, but if they, yeah, 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 yeah. no, for real. Um, yeah. in Ghana there is this Kuma Wood. Kuma Wood is having there's this whole new generation of just young actors and comedians. Right. There uh, and they also have series, and I've been watching their series from home free on YouTube. And I was thinking, if I could, yeah. if I had to pay for these series, would I still watch it? And honestly, the the way they're doing it, um, low budget. I I think actually no budget, and yeah. but they're making it so good. The storyline is there. Imagine just giving them giving them the right equipment and the right amount of money. Yeah. That yeah. it will be very uh, entertaining to watch. You were saying? Yeah. yeah. There there are a couple of platforms there. Uh, I know of one that is even founded by one Ghanaian. I think it's called Wix. We I don't mm. know. I, I'll get to the name or something like that. And um, it is that what you were saying, like an African type of Netflix. Um, the problem always arises is the promotion and distribution. Like, how are you going to okay. ensure people get their cut? And how are you going to ensure that people understand that they need that over mm. the content that they find on YouTube, right? Heroku um, yeah. TV is also one that introduced such a Netflix model, as I would say it. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, the Nigerians, they like to highlight their own. <laughs> You know what I mean? So it's more or less, I, I, I have seen that their creation is more focused on Nollywood since it is as huge as it is. I don't know if it's the second largest or the third largest. I don't know if Bollywood tops Nollywood or the other way around in terms of um, their, you know, them being able to produce movies. Um, but I do know it's there. People have tried it. I, I, from this story, I would really like to, to, to hear Akon's interview maybe to, to, to find out on what the opportunity behind it is. Because truth is, Nollywood is as big as it is. 
South African mm-hmm. um, movie industry is also they they don't produce in high um, the, the the frequency of production is not as high as Nollywood because Nollywood man and they <laughs> because they produce the the thousand dollar budget films and also the the larger budget films you know what i mean yeah. and yeah. um so i i would like to know the opportunity behind it as to why they've chosen for uganda specifically because south african one is like they their production is just really good like even if you look mm-hmm. at their um their series that come on netflix you can just see okay you know, the set is there, the particular cameras that they use. And I know a lot of personalities from their movie industry um, and they're really highly acclaimed. They're easy, you know, they're even crossing over to Hollywood. Um, so that one is really top notch. Um, so mm-hmm. I would really like to know what is it about, you know, the Ugandan. Uganda. I don't know where she's from, um, movie industry mm-hmm. that make her to say, you know what, I want to invest uh, in that. Uh, is it maybe because she wants East African, you know, to be represented well, or uh, I would really like to see more of that, you know, what really the thought behind it is and how it's going to be different from Nollywood um, and Nollywood and what else is there? Yeah, I understand. Uh, perhaps they, they, she sees that uh, it's an emerging, it's an emerging uh, country. When right. in this emerging in the within the industry of yeah. of uh, let's say within the movie industry because yes like you said we know South Africa is big and yeah. there are actors crossing over into Hollywood we know that Nollywood is also big but maybe yeah. they know they've seen that hey Uganda is the next place um, where movie is coming yeah. So, yeah. Or it has a good potential for a movie. Well, let's uh, let's keep an eye on that. How the Ugandan movie industry is going to work. I kind of laughed at the bit of the article where she was like, oh, yeah, she met the president, uh, Museveni, and, yeah, he's really knowledgeable and stuff like that. It it kind of, you know, reminded me of the the, the recent conflict, you know, that uh, <laughs> arose in Uganda while young people don't are not too excited about him at all, you know. Um, so that is really interesting in terms of where does that come from? Is it because of business that you're that positive or, hmm, you know? Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Ghanaian, or let's say Ugandan um, um, mute movie industry. It has, I think it has a lot of potential. It's English speaking. It doesn't have too many yes. barriers to, to work with, you know? And, and if, if, she, if she will focus on the English speaking and a bit of their languages i think it would be like easy to, to cross over to other other uh to the consumer outside of the world yeah Let me just put it that way uh interesting Definitely. note yes Definitely. what else, what else is going on in the world of africa i mean so much has been going on mm-hmm. yeah well you said you said you would suspect that nollywood isn't um is is the biggest or one of the biggest uh, industries uh movie industries in africa but they're not only big in the movie industry, but when it comes to music, Nigeria is also on. Yeah, uh, Nigeria top, actually top, in the top, world. Top, top, top. I, I think in terms of production, they rank second, second or something like that, and then Bollywood being uh, first or something. The last time I checked, yeah. basically. You know, doesn't yeah. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. surprise me? Yeah, um, Nigeria is so hard. Like we all know that. 
every African knows Nigerians. We know of ourselves. <laughs> Nigerians. Nigerians are different. The, yeah, the they're 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 hustle. They hustle is hustle, hustle, hustle. Yeah, and they won't yeah. stop till they get on no. top, top. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, Every, everybody knows. <laughs> every African knows. Like it's it's. We know, man. They 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 are not as uh, as a small thing at all. But uh, big up oh. to that. And yeah, Nollywood. I mean, I have uh, speaking of movies, I did. Um, you know that 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 movie industry is still strong. They have, I think, a better stream of investment for their movies. Um, I do know that it is quite different or it's becoming more of less of a, a closed Nigerian-only type of industry because um, it was not too long ago whereby, you know, the Ghanaian mm-hmm. um, actors or the well-known ones went on the Nama Mc, uh, McBrown show on um, it's a UTV to talk about, you know, their mm-hmm. journey and how the industry was versus how it is now, you know, uh-huh. and it was from the likes of Majid, uh, Nadia Buari, Jackie Apia, um, Van Vicker, um, did I say Majid oh, Michael man. already? And it was another, oh yeah, and Yvonne Nelson. So really like the, the yeah, they were all- At, at on some the point they were, yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah, they, they were, were the, the face. Exactly, and, uh-huh. and I think in terms of their, audience and their reach i think they have done really well you know i don't i don't think others have done it so far as they have in terms of you know ghana movie and they were talking about their journey and said oh man before you know when when they when they were at their peak of like their fame and things they were like oh before it was as crazy as if we would travel to uh to niger to record one movie you know you could be on set and there and some film director will be booking you for another or another or another. You know what I mean? Like it would be that wow. hectic and and crazy as you would be there. They'd be like, oh, Majid, you are here. Okay, then, you know, act in this one, act in that one. It was so, like, it was good wow. business for them, you know? And they did, uh, they did confess or they did um, say that in terms of the flow, the flow of budget, the flow of, getting paid in Ghana has just gone down, like immensely gone mm-hmm. down. So that was kind of, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that in that sense, I feel that it's, yeah, I kind of feel bad because that is something that yeah. really not brought out their faces, but also mm-hmm. really, um, it added flavor to, you know, what, what Ghana is, um, them having their type of audience. I mean, it's not just, Africans who follow them, it's Afro-Caribbean, it's, it's like people know them, you know, Jackie Apia, I mean, I remember years ago when I was, um, I mean, my friends, we went to Atlanta, you know, and we had this mm-hmm. Eritrean taxi driver, you know, he said, oh yeah, where are your ladies from, blah, 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 so yeah, we're from, originally from Ghana, blah, blah, he said, yeah. oh man, you know Jackie Apia, I really love you some Jackie Apia. <laughs> <laughs> So you, you get what I mean? Like it's, it just yeah. crosses, it's, it's beyond what we know. And uh, for them having quite of a tough time now, actually specifically for, for movies. Um, yeah, I do feel, I do feel a bit for them because the, the Ghana movie production has dropped basically. So yeah, yeah but yeah, that was yeah. by the way. 
that was fun. Mm. You need to check out that interview. It, it was it was fun. It was fun to mm-hmm. to watch. Um, but next thing on the list is actually Naomi Campbell. What did she do? My gosh, what was that? She is promoting Kenya using Nigerian music. <laughs> Naomi okay. Campbell. People were enraged, right? So anger as Nomi Camel promotes Kenya using Nigerian <laughs> music. Okay, so what's been going on? I have seen, I mean, Nomi Campbell, I think she travels often to Ghana, Rwanda, Kenya, and things. Yeah. She, she has made it her mission to, you know, mm-hmm. do something for, for Africa or African countries. Um, you know, her being um, a Black woman, I think she is directly um, Jamaican, British, uh, but obviously, you know, I regard her as an African because she, she's black, you know. Um, well, the, tour- the tourism industry is uh, dwindling and being one of the hardest affected by the coronavirus pandemic. And many countries are looking for creative means to bolster tourism. And Kenya's move to revive their tourism industry was by appointing Nomi Campbell as the magical Kenya international brand ambassador has come under fire yet again. So I, I wonder what the first time was. And uh, it is for her poor choice in music during a promotional video. So in the two minute, 45 minute clip titled Naomi Experiences Kenya shared on the Instagram TV, the British supermodel, you're already laughing. The British supermodel (laughs) impeccable things about Kenya, but with the popular Nigerian Afrobeat track in my Maserati by Olakira as the soundtrack to the video and so my, uh, was it my, my thing gave up on me. So what happened was uh, with uh, back to Naomi Campbell, because <laughs> my thing gave up on me. <laughs> I was like, no, did my screen freeze? Uh, but anyway, back to Naomi Campbell. So, um, oh yeah. So I was saying in the two minute, 45 minutes clip titled Naomi Experiences Kenya, shared on an Instagram TV, the British supermodel wrote impeccable things uh, about Kenya, but with the popular Nigerian Afrobeat track in my Maserati by Ola Kira as the soundtrack to the video and many Kenyans are peeved. The veteran supermodel wrote, I feel so privileged and honored to be confirmed as magical Kenya international brand ambassador, not just because of the obvious benefits that tourism brings to an economy, but also I'm proud to be able to represent such an important country as Kenya and we all know about the astounding areas of natural beauty, the beaches, and of course, the wildlife. Um, what do you think? <laughs> it's what, you want to call it a blunder, what is it? But so they just, like uh, Kenyans are mad that a promotional video was made uh, um, to promote Kenya, yeah. but a Nigerian music was used yeah. um, in the background or underneath, yeah. I mean, can you really get, can you get, (laughs) yeah, you think it's wrong? Yeah. How wrong is that? I do think it's wrong. It's, it's really wrong because I haven't seen the video yet. I really need to look at it, but it is, it is, yeah, it, it, it either shows ignorance as in like, I just see the, the most popular African music as, you know, generalizing it as in like you know appropriate for every country but definitely if you are touching on Kenya you should 
really, really touch on a Swahili song or something. I mean, there are like good Kenyan songs or artists like Salty Soul. Even people said it like Live and Die in Africa, which is uh, a Salty Soul, even featuring Jemmy Day collaboration. Um, I mean, but using a Nigerian song is... No, it's 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 wrong. Mm-hmm. I really feel, especially because her being an ambassador as she is, she's probably funded by you know the Ministry of Tourism. You know this mm-hmm. this should have been yeah they should have considered um, Kenyans a bit more. I feel if you ask me, I, yeah, I think. But wait, she's not an expert on music. I I I break I. I I suspect that she didn't even know that <laughs> that, that music was a Nigerian um, song. She liked it at live, and she was like, she "Okay, died. I want to use this. Come on, I want to use this track with this kid and and all of these people. You know, mm. she, she probably come to 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 the African continent more than we have. You know, you know what I mean. Um, having <laughs> having traveled to several African countries, I I think I think yes. it's bad. I think it's bad, but knowing African people, they will forgive her. Of course, of course, they will forgive her. Um, yeah. But, but if it if it makes the my my point is if it makes the video more fun to watch, or if it's no. doing its promotional purpose, <laughs> then no. it's fine. If it, whether it's Ghanaian music or Nigerian music. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's bad. It's bad. If you no, are, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really bad. It's really bad because you know, making making videos for tourism, it has to make sense. Uh, you know, we we wouldn't show, we wouldn't make a a, a video about, let's say, Dutch tulips. You know, with some, um, uh, what's it called, Sakodia on the background, unless it relates to us. You know, unless it relates to us being Ghanaian in, in, let me just say, yeah. But what if the Netherlands will do that themselves? So they'll pick uh, a, a, a song by Kofi Kenyatta or... Um, oh, Ghanaians would other... be good. They'd be like, hey. and, and then they... <laughs> and yeah. they're promoting like Dutch cheese or Dutch tulips with that kind of music just to show how exotic the 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 the, the flowers or the Dutch no, can no. and the Netherlands can be. They, they wouldn't then, do that. They wouldn't do that. <laughs> what if what if they would? Should Dutch people get mad because they're using um you know a, a sunny song or a colorful yeah, yeah, song to promote See, because if it doesn't it make is, sense if it doesn't make sense to you you know the story it, it's it's really bad. Yeah, Naomi Naomi Diawanyadi. She no, she didn't. Oh, Naomi. Wow. And it's her, yeah, it's her channel. It's her channel, and she knows Kenya. She traveled to. I've never even been to Kenya before, you know. But she she knows Kenya, and um, I think I think it's also like disappointing for them because uh, a lot of um, I know for for Kenyans and the music industry is they feel a lot of times left out, you know, in the conversation surrounding African music. So it's, oh, it's, okay. it goes deep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It goes yeah. Deep. It, 
it's still it's still let's say that even for instance with the uh the beyonce album right um, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. um she had so many songs the majority of the artists she worked with were, were nigerians i on top of my head um of course you know also Ghanaians. um maybe one i think one south african uh artist was was used on one track but as far as like Swahili, Zambia. Zambia, I think. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. But none was Kenyan. None was from a Swahili-speaking country. And they were like, "Listen, uh, if you're going to connect it to Lion King, that actually has Swahili songs and stuff, to leave us out." Yeah. I remember a post from Salty Souls uh, band members. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I, I could definitely understand." What they're saying but nigerians just know how to commercialize things you know they visible in terms of visibility you will have a tough time to you know compete with them yeah yeah definitely that's definitely true um, yeah. which is which is a good thing we need front runners front runners when it comes yeah. to representing africa or when it comes to you know those who will go out there and to to you know, catch the fishes or True. sell the business. Nigerians True. are yeah, the, the Nollywood, their music is uh is the face is becoming more of the face of uh, of let's say African music. I guess right? so, yeah. Um, which is I guess which is good in a sense. It, it's good in a sense, absolutely. Um, but I would say you know, time for the others to really learn what it takes to also get to that height. So that we South Africa is already very professionalized and, you know, in terms of global, their standard is on point, everything. Um, but, you know, I really feel that Naomi cannot make that mistake again. And it's time also for Kenyan <clears throat> music and uh, artistry to really be highlighted in, uh, in these times, if you ask me. Uh, definitely. I agree. I agree. Uh, all right, so in a bit, we are going to be talking about, um, you know, uh, through um, through this pandemic. I think it's really important. Um, here in the Netherlands, the government is even um, funding uh, particular projects, initiatives to focus on young people and their mental health. Um, maybe it's because there, it is a concern Maybe it's because some research has pointed out that, you know, if we don't tackle this, uh, people will probably go wild and, and go nuts and all of that. So uh, before that happens, uh, they just want to ensure that, you know, people's uh, minds are all right. People will also, you know, have an idea of what to do creatively. So uh, before the show ends, we're just going to talk about uh, a couple of uh, things that you could do to relax throughout this pandemic. Uh, but first, before we do that, let's uh, let's have a listen to one song to get into a, a good vibe only. Uh, I think Miss V's Hallelujah is quite uh, jolly for uh, for this setting. Uh, let's go. And uh, of course, in the meantime, if you're listening to Africa on Focus and you're enjoying it, you're catching up the vibe, you would like to interact with this conversation, uh, do not forget to uh, share uh, this on your timeline so that, um, yeah, we get to talk in. 
Jay Cole uh, on their record called Hallelujah. Uh, this is the last bit of uh, Africa on Focus, the last couple of minutes before we round up. Uh, as we have been talking about a few very, very important things. And uh, one of the things that I think we should highlight probably for the rest of this year in the last couple of minutes, and that has to do with how are you going to keep your mental health uh, during this uh, pandemic. Um, wherever you're listening from, whether you're listening on Facebook, uh, whether you're listening on uh, YouTube, do give us a shout out and let us know uh, where you are listening from. Africa on Focus uh, streams every Sunday from 7 p.m. CET on High Radio, the voice of the next generation. And High Radio is, um, let's just say, uh, Netherlands or Amsterdam's most dynamic satellite and digital radio station that promotes African culture to Africans in the diaspora. And African Focus is also made possible by Austin, which is a brand and communications company. You can contact by Austin if you need a company that's going to help you realize your brand and communication, both online and offline. Also made possible by Be Artist, which is a web hosting and graphic platform. So if you are looking for a website full services or just a design, Be Artist is a platform that you can find. Um, Donnie, it seems that, you know, uh, this mental health thing is uh, being quite thing, quite serious. Uh, I always feel like issues surrounding uh, mental health are like invisible. You know, they just happen mm, after research takes place or maybe if somebody close, but mm -hmm. if you don't know it, you'll just overlook it. Yes, definitely, definitely. And because we underestimate it, right? Yeah. Um, or feel we, say, we fail to see the urgency or, yeah, like we, 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 we don't value it enough so and yeah. so to talk to even talk about it so that's why um uh, it, it seems like that but yeah it's very it's it's a critical thing it's very important it's it's as it's it's as important as nutrition so as much as right. the time we want to spend on talking about diets and stuff we should also be spending on talking about the mental health yep definitely right right well uh, one of the uh things that lead up to uh let's just say imbalance of mental health is emotional emotional loneliness. Um, here in the Netherlands, there is a large increase in loneliness, but small decrease in mental health uh, problems after the COVID-19 outbreak. It seems that emotional loneliness among Dutch adults, um, yeah, do we consider ourselves among that number? I don't know. Uh, they would say relatively Ghanaians cannot live a lonely life. <laughs> it's like not possible. But uh, I don't know how research, uh, how the research around that has been conducted. Well, compared to the loneliness in 2019, from 18 to 25%, it has increased among adults who were lonely after the COVID-19 outbreak, but not lonely before the outbreak. The prevalence of mild to severe anxiety and depression symptoms also increased uh, from 18 to 26%. Uh, um, here in the Netherlands, it just seems that um, the majority of adults were not lonely before and after the COVID-19 outbreak. And among this group, the prevalence of symptoms decreased significantly. In the summer of 2020, Dutch adults less often suffered from mild to severe uh, anxiety and depression symptoms. 
15% compared to months before the COVID-19 outbreak and during the outbreak in March 2020. So the findings come from a just published study by Center Data, uh, Tilburg University in the Netherlands and Fonds Slachtofferhulp, um, Maynooth University and the University of Bonn in Germany. Well, with that said, you know, I um, once I read this kind of numbers, I'm kind of like, OK, well, they probably didn't consider us. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if, if we were considered, um, you know, but I do see it as alarming numbers because uh, if it if it is on the rise, anybody could, you know, be uh, affected um, by yeah. it. Either that be anxiety due to, you know, um, um, you know, job loss or you having to reposition for job, not knowing where to go or just having or just being lonely because you simply can't go anywhere. And uh, yeah. yeah, basically, that's that's really uh, the life as it is now. Um, I don't know. For us Ghanaians, I would say, you know, we are really community focused. We're like, um, yeah, we like can't survive without each other. Um, mm. However, it is quite lonely because nobody, almost nobody can come to your house. Right. And, and, and you also have Ghanaians who are... Um, very much into the Dutch culture. So they've also they adapted the Dutch um, um, lifestyle, which is less social than the traditional Ghanaian culture or the, the traditional African culture, where even in your apartment, it's not only you, your your right. uncle might be living with you or yeah. you know, all of that, or you have the Sunday service that you go on a regular, meanwhile, yeah. Um, Dutch people don't go to church that often. Once yeah. in a while, they would go. So you do have Ghanaians who have also have this lifestyle where they don't attend social activities as as much or as often as traditional Dutchies, uh, uh, traditional Ghanaians do. Like with weddings and stuff, you find most of Ghanaians because we know each other. In, yeah. In, in every every week weekend or everyone's in the two weekends there is an event right <laughs> you still see these see people but then they are also Ghanaians you rarely see them at any events but they're yeah. still Ghanaians though they'll still go to Ghana but it's just their lifestyle is very different so right. the the case of loneliness will probably hit them sooner than it will hit the other Ghanaians who still have the uh, typical so yeah the typical yeah. But from the results, you can definitely tell that, okay, the numbers have gone up and that's due to yeah. COVID uh, yeah. from research. So then the, yeah. for the following up question will be, all right, what are the solutions um, yeah. that came what with this, um, let's say, research? What can we do about our loneliness and our, our mental health in these, uh, these, these times? Because definitely yeah. we're going to be it's going to take us another six months. Most people, most of us are already used to this lifestyle, but uh, it's still suffering. Some of us are still yeah. suffering, and and we still need a way out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we we googled a bit um, through talks and also watched some reports, watched some interviews, yeah. and there are so many there's so many stuff you can find on how yeah. to um, cope with uh, with loneliness. But yeah. I think I've I found something that 
could provide let's say comfort which was yeah. uh, which was interesting it's it's easy it's stuff you can do from from your from your living room from home yeah. um and uh, one of the things is you have to be able to give yourself a foot massage or use a foot spa we know in yeah. the netherlands um it's since last week that barbershops or you know these contact um yeah um, services or yeah. yeah were open were adjourned but before that they were all closed so you couldn't even go to a uh to, yeah. to a barber or to a hairdresser do your nails and stuff but apparently foot massage is very comforting and it's very relaxing if your spouse can give you a foot massage your boyfriend or else your fiance your husband or your partner <laughs> maybe your yeah. roommate can give <laughs> can give you a foot massage no, i hope you're not I hope you're not ticklish, but no, black people, we don't give a full massage, do we? Don't do uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> but try it. Try it. To, yeah, it will, it will help. From research, it will help your uh, uh, loneliness or it will make you feel more comfortable right. um, at home. Another thing is you can also take a bath. I know that women, some women, they just love to take a bath. Like they have this day where make a bath and then um, um, and then put one of those um, bath bumps, what they call it, the and, that and soap, and then use the rituals package they gave you at work. You know, some you <laughs> snacking them and never shampoo. them in years. <laughs> yes, use it. Like this is these are the times you can use all of exactly. that. Um, Yep, 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 yep. Help, self-care, uh, part of self-care. So yeah, I'm really confident, yeah. like taking a full body shower, doing your hair, doing your nails. These are comforting yeah. things to do. Yeah, every Saturday, um, yes. Every Saturday. Uh, and even, even more often now because of Corona. So pick, pick a day, even it's Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm or Saturday, sure. like those two days. Um, yeah. Yeah, just laying lay in your bath and uh, relax. Um, if you have any pets, and I know black, black people's organisms, we don't mess with pets that um, that um, no, that much. No, not not really. Not really. Not really. No, not really, man. I still don't see it. I do see the um. Okay, we'll we'll touch on like two more points, but I do see like the yeah. diaspora in US. Like they, I I do have some cousins that taking a dog and stuff. You know, but then it's like, listen, mm, you better take care of it yourself because auntie's not going to do it. Uh, but yeah, here, I, I, oh, only one. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Samarity. Samarity is a Ghanaian photographer and uh, he, he's also in the, the high radio building, uh, his business. He has a small dog. Yeah. Yes, a small dog. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so focus on your pet, pet uh, your pet. That also is right. uh, relaxing. Um, I know we like to cook food, so cook yeah. healthy, com um, comfortable food or food that will make you feel at rest. Sometimes you, you can even compare that to cravings, right? But then sometimes you just crave a certain particular African dish. Make it because you're going to feel so much better. It will yeah. cure your loneliness. It might give you like 
you know, this nostalgia that you want to be in, back home in Africa, but yeah. it will it, it it will give you an, at least a sense of uh, fulfillment yeah. or something that I uh, finally get to taste. And the last one was, um, yeah, I would say one thing that is also not common, but I I I think will help is also to light scented candles. Um, uh, I've tried I think, that one this week. I have I have started. I'm hooked. I'm hooked. <laughs> Seriously. <See>? I, yep. <laughs> I started with vanilla scented. Uh, vanilla mm -hmm. scented because at some point I was just too, um, not to say stressed out, but I really needed something to like relax, you know. So I tried it. And I've added like the large one. I just cried for just a simple one and I'm hooked. Like, oh man. Yes, I say yes to that. I say yes. Do you do that? Um, I regularly, like once in a while, I just light a candle and oh, no. uh, I'll probably just leave it on till, yeah, I sleep with it. Like, but once in a while, once in a while, I'll do it. Also, sense it. Yeah, I do. I do it. I do it um is there any any other other tip or something you could see from that list you like yes that is yeah, also yeah the the one that really one. helped for me was the the particular tea i'm really like on fresh mint tea i get the leaves at the turkish store you know it's mm. just 75 cents um you know you sip on that like seriously uh it it makes you feel calm you know relaxed together with the um um, you know, the candles and all candles, of that. Yeah. 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 That's, that's really a good one. And, you know, going a bit more organic, I've, I've, I've even, you know, started to, to sip on what's it called the juice of, uh, Precasse, you know, Precasse, you know, you know that one, Pre right? Pre yeah. I've, I've heard some, yeah. And I've, I think, yeah, I, I, I see it too. Yes. Is this black, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is it black? Dried. Right, dried, dried, yeah, yeah. yeah. They use Definitely. it for cooking. Yeah, they use it for cooking. You can also, you can also like cook it so you, that you extract the water and mm. that you make like a sort of tea from that. It's good for your blood mm. flow and all of that. Mix it with slightly lime, ginger. You know, I'm I'm really into that. So I'm I'm starting like this more of a healthy. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but but I'll but I'll follow up with you on next week. What I've what new thing I've tried. Amazing. Cool. Cool. Nice. <laughs> I love that. Right. I love that. Uh, well, we're almost rounding up uh, Africa on focus, uh, of course, on this 14th of March, almost half through the, the month, man. Uh, and I need to file in these taxes because I don't want no trouble with uh, these oh. tax people because they're crooks. They are the mafia 2.0. <laughs> right. Next week, yeah, election day here in the Netherlands. Yeah, are you voting? I am voting. I did some research on that for another okay. podcast. Um, so I I am going to vote. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? Are you voting? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. 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 So Absolutely. then the next next Sunday. Next Sunday, we'll probably. We should talk about that. Yeah, Maybe. yeah, I agree. I agree. Maybe. All right. All right. <laughs>
Uh, well, we're rounding up uh, Africa Unfocused. Uh, that comes to you on High Radio, the voice of the next generation. generation. Every Sunday, uh, PNCET. Uh, we're logging off. Uh, in case you missed an episode and you would really like to listen, you know, um, you can also catch Africa Unfocused, the podcast, on all your streaming platforms. Um, there you can listen to some of the best conversations that we've had uh, with the likes of Lihoi Nimol, Denta Amwateng, Dr. Sabine, um, who else? So many people that, you know, have a really, uh, um, well, really challenges in the way that we think. Uh, if you type in the African Focus, you'll find us uh, on there. Of course, you can follow African Focus on all uh, social media platforms with that same name on the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, YouTube. Uh, subscribe to my channel so that you can be the first to find out what else is uh, going on. Myself and Donnie come to you every Sunday. And next week, we are going to talk about the Ghanaian community and uh, COVID. This vaccine, should we look out for it or not? And we have a special doctor, actually Ghanaian doctor, who'll be here with us on the show to talk if we should trust it or not. Uh, look out for that. And uh, don't forget to uh, share the show on your timelines. And we will be meeting up next week um donnie is still hidden from social media so don't mind him <laughs> uh, he's working he's... On it. <laughs> we're rounding up with some frida rhymes uh, collaborating with uh, calvin boy thank you for Russell. listening to africa on focus we air live every sunday on high radio from 7 p.m accident time join the africa on focus platform on facebook instagram and twitter at Africa on Focus or visit www.africaunfocus.com and follow me on all your social platforms Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Miss Abba. Shout out to High Radio and Q Vibe for the jingle. <laughs>